0: the college basketball experience, big East off season check-in on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by cores light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment Cores Light. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com. Promo code SGP. This is my team, Cleese, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Big East off season check-in. My name is Colby swinging dantabase Dan AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Woo. And I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Homebrew making tobacco road. Living the free lock. Giving former, former Hernd Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? Doing beautiful. God I was reading college basketball all day. The USFL is back. I mean, just sports are hitting, man. They're hitting college right college football a day closer. What's that countdown at? Are we under 100? Uh, yeah, we're at like 90 days, I believe. Woo! There we go. Got college football right around the corner. Got college basketball right around the corner. And now we got some spring football. This would be, see, because we thought that. I, look, I don't want to get sidetracked. We got to talk Big East. Let's just go into Big East. We'll, we'll talk more on, <laughs> on another episode. Good. But uh, it's good to have spring football back, too. Um, the Big East Conference. What What's your opinion of. Uh, you know they've kind of seen some radical uh, change in the uh, the past few years, obviously with uh, teams leaving, teams coming and going. Uh, last year, Georgetown had that magical run, and boy, did Patrick Ewing need that. Um, we'll touch more on that in a second. But overall, as a conference, what, what's your what's your take on the Big East? I love this conference. I mean,
1: first and foremost, you know I'm an ACC guy. I live on Tobacco Road in ACC country, but if there was a second favorite conference of mine, it would be the Big East. I know we got really good basketball being played all across the country Big 10, Big 12, SEC, Pac 12, whatever. Uh, For something about the, 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 the Big East, all the schools are just basketball. There's no football to worry about, classic rivalries. That like old school northeastern style, uh, yeah. I really, I, yeah. The Big East is is one of my favorite conferences to watch, but, you know, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I love the Big East. Some classic rivalries there, and uh, but I mean, don't don't hate on my Missouri Valley, you know. Of course, of course. I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry I didn't mention that. Or you know, my Atlantic well. 10. You're just hitting my uh, A10, or uh, you know, but yeah, I agree. Big East I, is fantastic. I like fantastic. the SoCon. <laughs> There we go. We can go deep. We go deep on the college basketball experience. Make sure you subscribe. We just, uh, and it's a brand new feed guys. Get over to iTunes. Give us a five star review. Uh, before we talked to college football and college basketball on the college experience feed. Now they've broken off the college. The old feed is the college football experience. Now this is the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round subscribe. And we talk college football year round, subscribe to both of those. And uh, check out our recent ACC uh, episode we dropped about a week ago. We also just touched on the Coach K incident uh, with him announcing his retirement after the year. That episode is out. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience, and you better believe more episodes are coming. uh, Breaking down all the conferences and the whole the whole landscape of college basketball on the College Basketball Experience. All right, let's hop into this thing. I, I think we're just gonna go in order of what we think. Uh, I shouldn't even say what we think. Let's just go down. Let's just go through the teams. I think we got to start with, with the class, the team that's been winning national championships in the big East of late, the Villanova. Wow. Cats and Jay Wright's bunch Uh, after coach K leaves, what, who are going to be the name brand coach? Cause look for so long, it was Dean Smith, uh, Coach K, uh, Bob Knight, you know, and then that transitioned into Roy Williams, Coach K, uh, Calipari, Calipari, uh, Bob Huggins, Bill, Bill Self. Self. Um, now uh, Coach K leaving, I think Self, uh, Huggins still there, but Huggins is even a little long in the tooth. Calipari still there. Jay Wright and Tony Bennett have to be a, among the the top two new coaches. You know, I don't even younger. Yeah, like
1: younger coaches. You know, below uh, you know, below fifty or fifty-five. I'm not sure their ages. They're probably somewhere in there, but relatively young. Still have many, many years ahead of them. And uh, Jay Wright, obviously, he's one of the best coaches in college basketball, regardless of age. Yeah. So he's right there. He's top five for sure. Well, and and what's
0: Uh, what's amazing is they almost beat Baylor without Colin Gillespie last year. They, They Villanova had a horrible break. They looked like, well, they, they, it's weird in the the regular season. They never looked like we projected them to look, we thought they'd be a lot better this year. They were my preseason favorite to, to, uh, to, to win it all. And they, yes, they had COVID issues they had. And then obviously that bled into uh, actual injury issues when Gillespie went down for the year late in the season. Very late in the season. I believe it was was that in the Big East tournament or was that was like a couple of days before the Big East tournament, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think it was right before the Big East tournament, if memory serves me correctly. But hey, I mean, they still went what eighteen and seven overall, eleven and four in conference. They still won the Big East regular season. So <laughs> even if they never quite looked dominant, you know, they still had a very good season. And uh if you're you know, if we're already gonna take a look at at, at next year at twenty twenty one, uh, they're going to be really good again, you know, cause really their only big loss is the, their best player last year, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, So that's just the one question mark. Other than that, they're well, going to be freaking loaded.
0: I mean, they lost Cole swider on the bench. He was solid, but I mean, dude, Villanova play, you can make the case. They played uh, Baylor probably better than anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were up at halftime. Yeah,
1: yeah, and now I think I was getting like seven points, and I, and they didn't cover. Baylor came back and covered. I lost that bet, <laughs> but uh, for a while there, I was like, is, I mean, like, how deep is Villanova gonna run here? You know, can they go to the elite eight or or you know? But then, sure enough, Baylor, you know, came around and and took care of them in the second half. But um, yeah, I mean, w- without Gillespie, they were shorthanded and against obviously Baylor won it all. So there you go.
0: But without Gillespie, you saw more and Daniels really step up. I, I would, I think, well, obviously Robinson Earl really stepped up, but uh, obviously he's gone. I think you look at this roster getting Gillespie back now, who knows? I wonder how long that will take to, uh, I'm sure he'll be back by the beginning of the season, but I wonder how they use him. Coming back, but uh, those three guards should be really good. Jermaine Samuels is a is a is a really good forward. I love Jermaine Samuels because
1: he's he he does everything. Man, he can score, he can shoot, he rebounds, he passes, great defender. He's he's like the do it all guy, the guy that you know does a lot of stuff that that maybe doesn't uh, show up in the stat sheet. So I'm a big Samuels fan. And also, you mentioned with uh, Gillespie gone. Well that also got Brandon Slater and Chris uh, uh Ars- I'm
0: a, I'm gonna screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you What's mean. What's his last
1: name? older Ars- brother Ar- was there too. Yeah. Arsa
0: Diasino? Yeah, something like that, man. Yeah, but Just- so
1: they got a little bit of minutes too. So, you know, I think overall they're going to be a lot deeper this year almost because of the injury. Just the real question is is the new big man Eric Dixon um he was on the team last year. I don't recall him much. Though I don't think he got. Yeah. Too many
0: well, he was only getting about eight minutes a game, eight and a half minutes a game. Uh, so he's going to have to step up or they have a couple top 100 recruits coming in. Maybe uh, I feel like Wright Doesn't play as many younger people as uh, other coaches, right. but right. Uh, they got a recruit coming in uh, Nana, Najuku. uh Njoku. Najoku, I think, Uh, Mm -hmm. number ninety recruit uh, from a center from Delaware. Perhaps he can can add some stuff. And then uh, Jordan uh, Longino, probably butchering that too, Uh, from (laughs) from uh, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, number fifty two recruit. Now, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the big question: is the bigs? But I, you know, with college basketball, I feel like guard play is always so key. They should be loaded next year. And what's uh, what do you think? What do you think the ceiling is? The ceiling is the Final Four. Or you know, or they, maybe the national championship. The national right? championship.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, if your ceilings the final four, that means you can win it all. Yeah. So uh I mean, not that they're my favorite to win it all. I don't think they have the best roster, the best team across the country. But look, I mean, Jay Wright's been there before, and you got a lot of experience and talent coming back here. So there's no reason why Villanova shouldn't win the big east and you know, pencil them in to go pretty far, come marching.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's hop down and talk about Danny Hurley's bunch. The, with the Yukon Huskies. Now this team let me down. I was high on them last year. They lose in the first round of Maryland where I thought they would beat Maryland. I thought they could put a scare in Alabama. I had them going far, man. I had them going really far. I understand they were beat up all last year with the injuries. I understand he's got three of the top 56 players in the country coming in, uh, to. to uh, new Haven. And they returned some great pieces. Tyrese Martin. This guy was a beast. RJ Cole. What's your take on Danny Hurley? A state of what the state of the program is healthy? Yeah. yeah. Get Very healthy. healthy. Th- this team is getting back to where they should be w- right. basketball wise, but coming into the season, where do you like, what do you think the first off, what do you think of that roster? I think, I think they bring back uh, just having Cole and Martin and then some of these freshmen coming. And I think they really could be a uh, dangerous team next year.
1: Yeah, obviously they're gonna miss uh Book Knight. Uh but they got a little taste of that last year was he missed uh what like two or three weeks with an injury, something yeah. like that. Maybe yeah. even a month or so. Um and uh yeah you mentioned Tyrese Martin. I'm a big fan of his. He's almost a little bit like uh Jermaine Samuel's cause he can do a little bit of everything. I think he's like six six or so so he may be listed as a guard, but he'll pull down, you know, seven, eight boards. Yeah, he, he averaged
0: subsist. he averaged seven and a half boards last year. So 10, 10.3.7 10. and a half boards that alone, pretty amazing for a, for a guard. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I, I rostered him in DFS often because he would fill up the stat sheet with those ancillary stats, you know, those steals blocks rebounds. So uh, he was uh relatively, you know, he was priced pretty cheap and he was always good for more than just points. Um, not to get off on a DFS tangent there, but I like the team. I like, you know, Cole and Mart uh, and Martin are going to be good. I like uh Akak and Sonogu, the the two African big men. Um and with all those recruits coming in, I think this is like a, you know, like sweet 16ish material type team. I think Danny Hurley's doing a good job there. Baby
0: steps, man. Baby steps. Last year made the tournament, losing the first round, maybe sweet 16 this year. Um, they got a, a, a couple big-time recruits. Uh, a guy from Damatha coming in, a guy from Philadelphia, and then Elizabeth, uh, New Jersey. Those guys could all. I, I wonder how fast they'll get playing time. It's especially the guards because you would figure that Cole and Martin are going to really, uh, right. can can you know control that uh, that clock, those minutes. Well, I should say yes. It comes in as the
1: seventeenth best recruiting uh, class in the country, according to Rivals. So if Hurley can consistently bring in top 20 recruits, uh, this program is going to be in a very fine position to do well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what, what's your ceiling? You think sweet 16 or final four or no, sweet 16? I think they're
1: missing a couple pieces. Uh, yeah. Th- those big guys, they're good. Defenders are good rebounders. I don't think they offer a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball. And then that, that other projected starter, Andre Jackson, I'm not too familiar with him. I don't think he played a whole lot last year. Yeah. And there's always question marks with the freshmen. So I think there's there's too many. There's not a, a a full complete team where you can say final four. But I think if they can make the next step and win a game or
0: two in the tournament, then the program has the right trajectory. Jackson was banged up last year. Only played 16 games, but uh uh he could be He was getting about sixteen minutes a game when he played those games. So that could be valuable come this season. I think uh, Sweet 16 and uh, ceiling Elite Eight. You get you got a great run, maybe Elite Eight. But they burnt
1: uh, it last year. For some reason, you like to take uh, the Huskies <laughs> far, huh?
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I say no. They're they're NIT material this year. I I don't see Josh Voshkul or uh, uh, Khalid Elamine walking through that door, <laughs> or Danya Marshall or who Cliff Robinson rest in peace. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that would be kind of how it goes now. now I'm curious the trajectory. We'll we'll get to it at the end, where we think, like, what they'll fall within the conference. Uh, Let's talk about. Well, first, let me before we hop into the next team. Let me tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and uh, sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite teams. And I, I was bummed. They started out red hot last year. Looked like they were going to be a, an, an easy tournament team and then got hit with COVID, came back for like one day and got hit with COVID again. Talking about the Xavier Musketeers, uh, Travis Steele's bunch. Uh, can I still say Musketeers in 2021? I don't know, Nick, but I know that with Paul Scruggs coming back and Fremantle coming back and getting Jack Nunge from Iowa. Big time. He was solid. He was yeah. solid. I, I think, and and they're getting Jerome Hunter from Indiana. I like, yeah, what they went out and did, um, and they didn't lose that much. Yeah, I mean, G-
1: Jason Carter was a solid
0: player, uh, but you know,
1: I mean, look, he's replaceable. I think you know, Nunge kind of replaces what Carter was bringing to the table, especially if Fremantle gets even better too. So you look at the starting five and you're like, this team is good. <laughs> yeah, you know. Last year they only went uh, what six and seven in conference, uh, thirteen and eight overall. They did lose uh, their last three games, and really, I mean, at home they were eleven and two. On the road, only two and five last year. So they had some some road woes. Uh, but looking at the roster with Scruggs, Colby Jones, Fremantle, uh, the, it no, looks like they Nate, are ready to compete. Nate Johnson.
0: Nate Johnson, yeah. another guy. Uh, look, Fremantle got 16 points, nine boards a game a season ago. Scruggs has been the guy I feel like that I, I identify with when I think the, their basketball program. 14 points, 5.7 assist, four boards, 1.6 steals. Guy does it all. This uh, is an NCAA tournament team here. Yes, and then Nate Johnson, Colby Jones. We mentioned those those uh, key role players that uh, the transfer portal provided with uh, Jack Nunge and uh, Jerome Hunter from Indiana. Yeah this is, this is the year. This is the year. If you're, if you're a musketeer fan, I think you're, you're really optimistic about this year's season. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, I always love watching those Xavier Cincinnati games. Hopefully those return to uh, some great, some great, uh, you know, uh, brawling. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They they used to have these, these physical games that would just be bruising games. And I, I look, I still want to see those. All right, don't go. Well,
1: and in, in general, Xavier is you know hard nosed, blue collar. You know, bring your lunch pail program. Um, so yeah, that that, sh- that should continue. I'm not sure if there'll be any more uh, you know fisticuffs, but uh, expect a physical brand of basketball when Xavier's on the court.
0: And I think it's a big year for Travis Steele. I, th- I mean, I I would assume that they give him a pass uh, after last season's COVID problems, but. Like I said, they look like a tournament team. I thought last year, but uh, he might be a tad overrated as a coach. Well, no, he's entering year four and he's never made the tournament because that's they, the problem. Well, look year two, they were going to make the tournament, but COVID hit Yeah. year yeah. one. They went to the NIT last year. They, they punted on the postseason season after they didn't make it. Um, it's a huge year for, for, for Travis Steele, I would say, especially knowing that this team is this good big time year for him. Uh, if if the, you want, you want to talk coaches on the hot seat in this conference, I would say he would come up as probably the top. Uh, maybe, maybe you could make a case for a few others, but I think he'd probably be number one.
1: Well, when you look at the landscape of college basketball, not too many teams have this kind of experience coming back. So there's no excuses this year. Yeah. He better make the uh, NCAA tournament. And I think they will. And I think they have a chance to go around or two once they get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Let's talk about the Providence Friars and Ed Cooley. One of our favorite coaches, Ed Cooley. Uh, they missed the tournament last year, surprisingly, but they were big, big time offseason news. When Nate Watson decided to come back that one, you know, he had originally said he was going to come to the NBA. Uh, now coming back 17 points a game, seven rebounds, one block, I think getting him getting uh, a couple of these other guys, Al Durham, an Indiana transfer average 11 points per game, but AJ Reeves, Jared Bynum, who was injured last year a lot um, and uh, bringing in a South Carolina transfer and Justin uh, Minaya, I think. Is I like that. him.
1: Yeah. I watch, I, I watched a couple of games of him uh, last year. I like Minaya. I think it's a good get and come on, let's face it. Nate, Nate Watson, dude, you're a really good college, big man. You ain't making the NBA. So smart move coming back Uh, Obviously they're going to miss David Duke a lot. Um, But other than that, you know, I, I think, you know, Al Durham has a chance to fill the role that Duke was, was, uh, you know, playing. So uh, I think once again, you look at the starting five and you're pretty impressed. Uh, The concern may be depth here.
0: Yeah, that will be interesting to see. I I, I was reading some articles prior to this episode about them still trying to be active in the transfer portal. So perhaps they can bring in some more depth in the transfer portal, but uh what do you th- hold, on, hold on we didn't do by the way what's the ceiling on Xavier
1: I think it's pretty similar to Yukon I actually think they might be have a better team than UConn. so I said I'll say sweet 16 for both uh with Xavier getting a little bit of the edge to go further than Yukon potentially
0: I think I would agree with that statement now we just hit on the Friars of Providence Ed Cooley's bunch Nate Watson, Al Durham, AJ Reeves, Jared Bynum, uh, Manaya, whatever the, uh, the forward from South Carolina coming in, this has potential to be a really good starting five. Yes. They're going to need to find out what they got on the bench, but what's your ceiling on the, on the Providence Friars?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at last year, you know, they were what uh nine and 10 in conference, 13, 13 overall. I think they can improve on that slightly, but I think they're destined for life on the bubble and uh, you know, and if they make the NCAA tournament, I don't really see him going that far here, but I, I think the, I think the goal should be above 500 record in, in conference, make the NCAA tournament. Anything else is gravy.
0: It wouldn't be a college basketball season without Providence on the bubble. Would it pretty much? <laughs> they're a strange team, man because they, they can jump up and like, they, I feel like traditionally they're, they're a strange team. Like they'll jump up and bite Villanova more, more frequently. I feel like than other schools or part of that is
1: the, just the grind of the big East and so many like quality teams. If you don't bring your a game each night, then a team that's kind of like middle of the pack, like Providence usually is they'll beat you.
0: Yeah. But I'm always impressed. Like to me, like they, they're kind of like in college football, I would say like Kansas state. You know what I mean, like where. Yeah, they don't bring like the top recruits in. But they can but just they, be, beat anyone at any time. Right. Like you see that game on a schedule, you say, yeah, you know, Villanova or whoever, whoever. Let's say it's at a conference, you say, oh, well, you know, Michigan should be able to beat Providence. Uh, but then you you see the game and you're like, damn, Providence is uh, hanging tough with them. They're just a a, a blue collar team, much like Xavier in a way. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Once again, both both the schools, they're not going to bring in, you know. Top twenty recruiting classes. They find gems, they build them up through the program, get some transfers in there, and they play physical, defensive-oriented basketball.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, gun to your head, is Providence in the big dance next year?
1: Hey, it's June. I kind of like Providence going back to Austin Crozier, and you know, God, Sham, God, and those guys. <laughs> so I say yes. Give Ed Cooley. Let, let Ed Cooley dance.
0: Yeah. Let Ed Cooley dance, baby. No, I I agree. I got him in. I got him in right now. Um, Let's let's uh, talk hot seat here. We're going to jump to the Seton hall pirates. I think Kevin Willard is a guy that uh, could find himself on the hot seat. You know, they, they've had some talented teams over the past couple of years. And I feel like they've kind of underachieved. Uh, I know at one point what I think UCLA even interviewed him when they were looking for a head coach and I, um, but okay. They got, they got their season canceled two years ago. So they were 21 to nine. So they, uh, maybe he's safe because before that they had a bad year last year, but before that, before the COVID season, essentially he had, you know, four straight NCAA tournament berths, but he only got out of the first round once. Now his best team record wise was the team that hit when COVID hit. Yeah. So that's, that's a tough break, but uh, you look at this team and they, they have, uh, by the way, the big East as a conference has the most. So because of COVID they were given the, the eligibility last year did not count. So you're seeing all these Players, big the Big East more so than anyone has these these fifth year seniors or four year fourth year seniors, depending on the if they're redshirted or not, that have the option to come back based off of last year not counting. The Big East is is by far out of all the power conferences been that conference that has really utilized this as we saw with with hitting uh, on Nate Watson coming back with with hitting on some of these other big names coming back, uh, Scruggs, um, uh, so it's, it's no di- Gillespie um, it's no different here with, with the Seton hall uh, pirates. Cause miles, kale, 12 points a game coming back uh, as a fifth year senior here. So uh, Unfortunately
1: they couldn't get the uh, Euro the uh, European back. Their best player last year. Uh, Mikkel, a Chevy or side. So, yeah, you know, I'm butchering yeah. a name here. Not college basketball season.
0: No, you're it would have right. been
1: nice if they could have attracted him back,
0: no, uh, and I and I uh, I struggled during the season. I couldn't say his name. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter when. It's uh Sandro Mamacuculestro <laughs> Vivilia. Well,
1: let's face it. Me and you, we might know our college basketball, but we're not the best at you know pronouncing names. Uh But looking at this team here, the backcourt is going to be loaded because we mentioned last week we were talking about the ACC. I'm a big fan of Kadari Richmond, the guy at Syracuse that was, that's transferring into Seton Hall this year. If he looks Look at it. Look, 6.3 points per game, 3.1 assists per game. That's not going to blow you away. He was a true freshman in a funky year. This dude can really defend, and he's just scratching the surface of how good he'll be on the on the offensive side of the ball. So Kale, Roden, and Richmond, that backcourt's loaded.
0: Yeah, getting Roden back is big. They also have a top hundred recruit, Brandon Wesson from Phoenix coming in. Perhaps he can make a big impact. So was surprised Shavar Reynolds transferred out to Monmouth. It's a guy who was a key contributor a season ago, but uh, that th- that three guard lineup now can they find a big man to? to that's the question. Yeah. Uh, Yetna,
1: the transfer from USF, I think he's solid, but uh, right now the glaring hole is the front court. So we'll see what they can do there. Maybe it's not too late to add a couple pieces. Uh, I, I love the backcourt, but right now it's not a complete team. That's for sure.
0: So that gets I mean I guess Willards you think Willard's safe, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he's doing a solid job there. And I think Seton
1: Hall has realistic expectations. I don't think they're a fan base that expects you know final fours. So uh, I think he's good for a couple more years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so gun to your head here. Uh, what's the ceiling on the pirate season and also are they dancing?
1: I'll say no. I'll say they miss out. I'll say it's close.
0: But what's I think. The, but uh, what's the ceiling? Ceiling is in the tournament in a first round loss, second round loss.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, ceiling is to win a game in the NCAs. Maybe, maybe two, but probably just one. Uh, I'll say they miss out. You know, last year, fourteen and thirteen overall, ten and nine in conference. I think that's right around where they're going to land this year too.
0: Yeah. Um, We don't. I mean, I think they could make it, but we're not disagreeing on much. But I think they can make it. It just they can. I'm not saying they can't. I mean,
1: and you know, I I don't know if any of us are going to have really strong opinions in June. You know, for the college basketball season that starts in November. So that's why we might tend to agree on a lot of stuff here. Uh, But but hey, look, you want to keep keep up to date with this stuff because it's been a wacky off season. So the more that you tune into us during the off season, the more you'll be prepared when the games come around.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I want to tell you guys that the college basketball experience is brought to you by Coors light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Well, these days, everything is go, go, go. It's, it's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time, work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and and really an expectation to be on 24 seven. And sometimes you just need a moment to turn it off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors Light. It's literally made to chill. Um, Look, the mountains on the bottles and the cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. How cool is that? All right. Uh, That way, you know, when it's time to chill when you need to hit reset, just open a Coors light. It's mountain cold, refreshment made to chill. Coors light is lagered, cold filter, cold package. It's literally made to chill. Uh, it's as crisp and as, and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. No, I'm not talking about the baseball team. I'm talking about the actual fucking mountains. All right. Perfect for, for a moment to unwind Coors light is the one I choose when I need to hit, when I really just need to unwind. So, uh, when you hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. All right, let's. I know uh, it.
1: I know what Drizzly is now. See, this, this is an educational podcast. I know it's an app where you can get alcohol delivered to your door. I've got to see if they're available in North Carolina. Yeah,
0: what's not to like about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh let's continue this journey though. Let's talk. Actually, I got a bold opinion for you. Shaka Smart hired by Marquette. Now, I do think he is a better coach than Wojo, which I know you're a Duke fan. I think Shaka Smart will probably get it's probably they're in a better hands with Shaka Smart than Wojo. I agree. Uh, however, I don't see this team sniffing the NCAA tournament. That's a bold take, Nick. <laughs> That's a bold take. Look, with DJ Carton going pro, which originally he did not he announced kind of late. I thought, oh, if he bring Carton back and, and a couple of these other hey, transfers, how, why is he going pro? He's not that good either. Come on, it's it's interesting too because he signed with an agent, so there's no coming back. Uh, and I have seen a couple different mocks that don't even have him drafted at all. Of course not. Maybe he's has yeah, got like ten points a game. Well, he last could play ball. Last year, in, he could play sure. ball in Istanbul.
1: Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if you want to see the world and get paid a couple thousand, a couple hundred thousand a year to do it, hey, you know, don't let me stop you. <laughs> by all means, you know, move on. But uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised, and maybe with the coaching turnover, he didn't want to, you know, start anew, so he just decided to 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 move on, go pro. So, best of luck to him. Um, but no, I, once again, I'm going to agree with you here. I don't think it's that bold <laughs> of, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> of a prediction to say that Marquette misses. It's going to be a rebuilding uh, project here
0: for Shaka. Well, it, I'm interested to see how, how Shaka does. It, well, he's from Wisconsin, so he should be able to, uh, you know, recruit the area. Well, but yeah. he's bringing in a top 90 recruit and point guard, Stevie Mitchell coming in from reading Pennsylvania. But, uh, I, I, you know, they lost so much. Theo John left for Duke. Uh, uh, McEwen, Kobe McEwen went to Weber State. That was shocking to me because I thought he could be a contributor on a big. He was solid last year. Yeah, and even Samir Torrance went to Syracuse. Um, A few other transfers on on that bench as well. But they bring in. So first off, they bring back forward Justin Lewis, who I, I I was impressed with. He was a freshman last year. He played pretty solid him and junior guard greg Elliott, i would say are the the key pieces returning now they they did go out and get tyler colick from george mason average 11 points at george mason they got uh kuath from oklahoma they got a clemson transfer that i he didn't really do anything at clemson in uh maxence prosper but uh what i just don't see this team being very good next year
1: now, like I said, it's going to take a little bit of time. In general, I'm curious to see how Shaka does here. Great job at um, VCU. VCU, yeah. obviously. Texas, for some reason, the Texas, whoever Texas hires football or basketball these days, it just can't put it all together. I don't know why. Um, so looking at the roster now, I take it uh, Dawson Garcia
0: is. I think he's going pro, right? Uh, last I heard, if and if so, he's not coming back. I think when I was doing my homework on this, it, he is uh, he, he's either grad transferring or going pro. Okay, because he was well, he's not grad transfer because he was
1: a prize recruit last year. He was a freshman yeah, last not, year, not
0: not grad. You know what I mean? Transfer just just transferring. Yeah, gotcha.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, looking, yeah, you know, every, everything's a little cloudy right now, but it looks like this is going to be. The, if not the worst team in the in the big East at second worst then because they lost a lot and the people that they're bringing in, I mean you mentioned a top 90 recruit. I don't know if that means he's ready to come in and, and play big minutes right away. He's not a top 10 recruit, you know yeah um, and these transfers they weren't I mean I follow the ACC closely. I don't know who uh, uh, Oliver Mack sense prosper from Clemson is. So he didn't play much. he only averaged 2.5 points per game. The guy from Oklahoma. I watched a bunch of Oklahoma ball. He didn't do much there either. So, and then the guy from George Mason, you got obviously, obviously a step up in competition going to the big East. So they lost a ton. Uh, yeah. This is one of those years where it's, you know, it's going to be a long season, but uh, hopefully brighter days are, are ahead for the golden Eagles.
0: Well, and I want to, I want to quickly do the search. Cause I was, I was curious and there's a, still a chance, I guess that he could come back to Marquette. There's still a chance that Dawson Garcia could come back to Marquette. So uh, you testing the NBA waters, I think testing the transfer waters, testing the NBA waters. I think everything <laughs> I think it, is testing, testing, all testing all the water. waters. Yeah. He's on a, he's on a pontoon boat on uh, Lake Havasu <laughs> testing those waters. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, well, that would be a huge get because then you you bring him back you mix him in with Lewis and Elliot, and perhaps Kolick from Mason, and 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 Queth from Oklahoma. Maybe you have a decent team, and maybe you can overachieve and find yourself somewhere on the bubble. But I I I'm not seeing at the moment. There's a chance that they could be in last place.
1: Yeah, the best uh, recruiting job Shaka Smart has to do right now is to get Dawson Garcia back. Um, at least now you have a cornerstone of. Uh, Of a team, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a a good freshman last year. He wasn't, you know, this you know surefire NBA prospect, but he had a solid freshman season, which I think he can build on. So, if they can bring him back, now we're talking a little bit. uh, But if not, then it's going to be a very long season.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's talk about DePaul, the Blue Demons. This is a program that used to be in the tournament back in the day, year in year out. It felt like. Uh, back, back to the eighties. This was a solid program. Then what has happened, but they hired a new head coach, Tony Stubblefield coming in former assistant. Well, he was an assistant at Oregon for the past few years, but prior to that, he was at Cincinnati. Um, One of the best things Tony Stubblefield did. I mean, look, a bunch of players hit the transfer portal. Just traditionally that happens. uh, They had, I mean, I think eight players leave on the transfer portal, one go pro. So a brand new roster, but he did talk uh junior guard javon Freeman Liberty back which is huge because that guy is a stud he's a stud Once again
1: cornerstone of a roster at least you yeah. know
0: give him something to work with well, and then I like the fact he brought in Brandon Johnson as a guy who watched some Minnesota basketball He's last solid. year. Yeah, that's a good get for DePaul. About nine point six boards. Then they got a couple other transfers coming in. I don't know what to expect. Jalen Terry from Oregon didn't do much last year. Same with the uh, Grant Foster, tie on Grant Foster from uh from Kansas. Uh they got a top hundred recruit in Ahmad Bynum coming in, staying at home in Chicago. That's a good get they i i think they're still trying to be active in the transfer portal the their best returning players besides Freeman Liberty is uh center Nick Ungenda about 6 points 4 boards a game and then junior guard Kvasie McCauley. uh i i think there's a chance that this team you let uh, Garcia not come back to Marquette i think there's a chance they could be better in Marquette you know, they have the
1: 54th best recruiting class in the country, which I know that's not going to blow anybody away, but for DePaul, yeah, for, especially for a new coach, yeah. you know, that, that might not have had a, you know, full recruiting cycles, you know, because usually recruiting starts a year or two before that they're ready to go to college anyway. Yeah. So I would say that's a success. They're bringing in a four star and two, three stars and they got some solid transfers here. So I'll, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to say they'll they'll be better than Marquette. DePaul will not be in the basement. They they will not be the worst team in the big East. Uh, I'm not sure what their ceiling is. I'm not going to say they're going to make the tournament or anything, but uh, I guess at least you have to say, you know, Tony Stubblefield's first couple months on the job have been somewhat of a success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to see him bring back Charlie Moore who ended up going to Miami. I know we touched on that in the ACC one, but I think there's a chance that this team, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be sniffing the tournament, but it wouldn't shock me, uh, but I still think no, give me uh, I think there's a chance they could be better in Georgetown. There's a chance there's a chance Georgetown lost a lot. We'll get to them. uh, We'll get to them, but what? What's your what's your ceiling, NCAA tournament? (laughs) Nit. Best case scenario. Come on, this is DePaul here. (laughs) Nit. Let's Uh, not get too crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're fine. You're. Yeah. You make a good point there. All right. I want to tell you the college basketball experience is brought to you by Prop Swap. We're brought to you by Prop Swap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You know, find the best odds on NBA championship or Stanley Cup futures when you when you buy directly from other sports betters like yourself. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Prop Swap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on Prop Swap can be you know resold at any time. That's what's kind of cool about it. Uh, last sw- last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was down 3-1 against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he flipped it for 600 That's what I'm talking about right there with PropSwap. Your bet doesn't need to win in order for you to make money. It's just needs to improve. <laughs> Think stock market but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Um here we are in the middle of the Big East in June. All right, we're diving in and and look, I needed to read a commercial before I read this next team because the St. John's, <laughs> the St. John's Red Storm uh take a sip of water, make sure you're prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Anderson, great coach, never had a losing season in his career. I believe that's, that's a, a, a impressive. And if you watch them last year, they got red hot in the middle of the season there. And for a second, we thought they were going to go dancing. Uh, they didn't, but there's a chance. There's a chance with you. bringing back. Th- I mean, well, we're waiting on the status of Julian Champagne 20 points a game he could be back. He's testing the NBA waters. If he comes back, he's got posh Alexander, the freshman, that guy was a stud. Uh, the other guy, Dylan, a wusu really good freshman year. Those three are potentially the only three players coming back because <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Cause Anderson hadn't been at St. John's long. So the transfer portal, I don't know that a team had been hit worse by the transfer portal. Than St. John's. Yes. Everybody left. And I don't get it because, uh, okay. I understand the Marquette one. You're bringing in a new coach. I understand the DePaul one you're bringing in a new coach, different system uh, out. This team had moments of greatness last year and you saw, I think all of us were texting each other saying, man, St. John's is going to be loaded next year. Right. Was surprised. Vince Cole left the coastal Carolina. That one was very shocking to me. Erlington to San Diego? And that's what's crazy is like they went to Isaiah Moore to Southern Miss. Like what what? What am I missing here? Well,
1: you know, one of the things when I watched St. John's last year, first off, I mentioned you know on several podcasts, I've a I'm a huge Posh Alexander fan. That dude stepped in as a freshman point guard and he run he ran that team. He's a gritty guy, undersized, but he's like the you know prototypical college point guard big fan of his but you know they would bring guys off the bench who looked really good like Erlington or Cole and they just had too many of the same type of player they had a bunch of guards that were between six three and six six and all of them got like 15 to 20 minutes a game and apparently from the looks of it none of them were happy with that yeah uh, Greg uh, Williams
0: also Greg Williams should be mentioned he dipped out to right. Louisiana.
1: Um, you know who I like is that Marcellus Erlington, That dude for San Diego. Yeah, he is going to be. That's uh, that's Big West or West Coast Conference.
0: That is the West, West Coast, Coast Conference. Conference. Yeah, that guy's going to be a player. Watch out for Marcellus Erlington. I couldn't but, believe he chose that though. Like, I mean, I I get it. Right. Cole Erlington, Greg Williams, Dunn, uh, Isaiah Dunn. Moore. Yeah, all of those guys were key contributors, and I'm like, I get it. If you go to like a major school, somewhat. Even like a decent mid major. I guess Coastal Carolina had a solid year last year. So I understand Vince Cole, but like Southern Miss was bad. San Diego yeah. wasn't bad. Okay, Greg Williams makes sense. Louisiana Lafayette is is the probably the preseason favorite in the uh, in the Sunbelt. But still weird. It's just weird that all of them dipped out, especially that they they retained their coach. So you would think Yeah,
1: like you would expect, all right, maybe a couple of them dip out, and then you're like, all right. That that kind of clears the way for some more playing time because I think ultimately I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we have no idea about the inner workings of politics or the relationships with this school, with the players and the coach. Who knows? Uh, I, in general, I think Mike Anderson's a players' coach. I think his players generally like him; they like playing for him. But really, what it came down to, like I mentioned before, they just had too many of the same type players. But you would think that a couple of them leave, and the other one guy's like, "All right, good. Yeah. Here's my opportunity.
0: Let me yeah. stick around." I mean. Eight transfers? Well, yeah. I, well, I don't get, I get rain, <laughs> Lou Holtz has an opinion but on they're that. They're bringing in some guys too who oh. are solid. Oh, I love I love the Montez, Montez Mathis. Mathis yes. From Rutgers. Yes. That's
1: the one you circle for sure. Well, and I,
0: I think Steph Smith for Vermont, this guy was getting 14 Vermont keeps a good program. All right. Yeah. Getting 14 points at Vermont. Now I don't think he's gonna duplicate those numbers at St. John's, but I think he's gonna be a key role player for this team. Montez Mathis, they bring in Aaron Wheeler, a freshman from Purdue, a uh, forward. Yeah, I think there's potential there. Joel Soriano from Fordham. I I I'll be honest, I didn't watch much Fordham because they were trash. But 10, 10 and a half board or points, uh, nine boards. And then you go and get grab a Texas Tech uh, s- uh center transfer in Nuye. Uh maybe, maybe everything's gonna be. I'll say this though you bring back champagne. Just the fact you have champagne, posh, Alexander and at a I start uh, that this is a team. This is one where I'm very curious when we do this, uh, when we guess the ceiling, because if they bring back champagne, posh, Alexander and at a or whatever, Wusu, uh they, they really could go far. I think.
1: Yeah. You know, I mentioned last week that. You know, as we go conference by conference, there's going to be a couple schools with just crazy turnover, and it's going to be hard to kind of gauge, you know, what their prospects will be for the coming season. Uh, I'm going to give Mike Anderson the benefit of the doubt. I think they can build on, I, I think they can do better than last year when they went 10 and nine in conference 16 and 11 overall. I think they can improve on that. I think I was, I'll, I'll say right now, I'll say the, they'll make the NCAA tournament dude, if
0: they get champagne back, they could be the second. Well, That's the key.
1: Yeah. That's a key. I mean, if, if he doesn't come back, then I'm not quite so sure about my prediction, but if he does, if he returns and uh, yeah, I think this team's pretty good here.
0: Yeah. So gun to your head, they're in the tournament next year, huh? Yep. Sign me up. Yeah. I think I'm on board too. Um, Come on, man! Where are the disagreements? The disagreements might be right here because I am going to fade the Hoyas of Georgetown. All right, Patrick Ewing just had a magical run. It uh, to get to the big dance, probably save his, give him another year or two on a uh, on his contract, probably. Um, And they did get smoked by Colorado in the first round. They're bringing in the number twenty-one recruit in the country from DC in Animu Muhammad. Uh, I also believe they're bringing in Mutombo's son. If memory serves me correct. I didn't, didn't note that, but I just, just thought of that now, but we're waiting to see the status of senior guard, Donald Carey. getting him back would be big. We know Dante Harris as the season prolonged freshman guard. This guy was a stud. This guy got better and better as the season progressed. And I, and I think, um, I think they really could be a player. Uh, or I'm sorry, he could be a player in the big East, but uh, I understand Georgetown still trying to, to go after some players in the transfer portal. They got, they got hit with uh, Javon bear Blair. I'm sorry. Javon Blair, Jamarco Pickett, and uh bile all going to the NBA. And then even worse was Wahab transfers to Maryland right up the road. Yeah. That's Kinda surprising. After that run, after that run, you think
1: these guys would be excited for the future. Uh, I mean, I, well, once again, I don't blame those guys for going pro. Honestly, I don't think any of them will really make it in, in the NBA, but you know, whatever to each their own. Yeah. For, for Wahab to transfer, that was surprising. Uh, you First off, you're right. Uh, Ryan Mutombo, which it just sounds kind of weird. Like,
0: <laughs> like Bill, the boring, Bill the boring
1: yeah. <laughs> white American name, Ryan, Ryan Mutombo, <laughs> but he is a seven footer. He's a four star, actually Georgetown top 10 recruiting class in the country.
0: Well, maybe I'm wrong then maybe. Cause look, you add Muhammad Mutombo and, and some other freshmen and Dante Harris, I was impressed by, and I can tell you this as a guy, you know, Nick last year, Eastern Kentucky was one of my teams. Trey King can play. I love yeah. this guy, this kid's game. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that he's not at Eastern Kentucky. Cause they, I was a, a they were great to me from a betting standpoint, Trey King. Six nine got fifteen points a game at Eastern Kentucky. That was a solid conference. And then don't forget about Caden Rice in the SoCon. The SoCon was good mm-hmm. at the Citadel, who had a decent year, almost eighteen points a game. Those guys come in. Maybe I'm underestimating Georgetown. Maybe they're a tournament team. What do you think?
1: Well, if, the, if those guys can step in and be starters, which is a big if, because obviously it's a big jump up in competition. But if you get Carry back, Harris back, those guys you know, obviously throw in the five star Muhammad and, uh, and maybe uh, Matumbo, the uh, four star, if he's ready to contribute. And I think you got the making of a solid squad. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as talented as last year. Uh, You know, last year, those talk about talent. I mean, this, this team had it. it, it took them a while to realize it. It took a while for them to, you know, get on the same page and start playing cohesive basketball. But eventually at the end, they did. Uh, but looking at it, uh, I think they can be solid this year, but I don't think they have quite the talent level as last year.
0: Had they brought back Wahab, what would you have said? That would be a big piece. I mean, there's your,
1: you know, your, your, your low guy, there's your center, there's your big man. Uh, you know, that way, Matumbo doesn't have to step into a huge role day one. So yeah, if they brought back Wahab, I'd say NCAA tournament for sure. I, I, I still is, can't believe I he say left. Bubble maybe.
0: Yeah. I still can't believe he left, but I do think you let, li- I like Trey King. I actually think that's going to work out. now Caden rice. I'm not sure. I got to see more of um, Donald Carey. We don't know if he's coming back. All right. There's a lot of questions here. They're almost kind of like St. John's in a way
1: Georgetown to Maryland is like transferring 10 miles down the road.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you went to a team, like uh, both teams made the tournament. Maryland only went one game further.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't really I, get it. I think Maryland's losing some players, but I mean, but he was getting minutes at Georgetown, so I, yeah, I don't understand it. And either. they just
0: won the the Big East Conference. They had like a magical comeback. They right. weren't sniffing the tournament. They had this right. unbelievable run. I don't get it, buddy. But uh, we'll see. I mean, that's a good get for Maryland. Let's talk about the Creighton Blue Jays. Greg McDermott. Did, am I reading this correct? The number seven class in the nation. That's
1: surprising actually on, on rivals. It's it's sixth best. It is four, four stars and a three star. Usually you don't see Creighton look. All right. So look, let me give you the top 10 just to put it into perspective, Michigan, Tennessee, Duke, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Creighton, Memphis, Florida state, Georgetown, Alabama. Mm. I'd Mm. say smart move going to the big East blue Jays, because that has definitely, you know, brought your, you know, your level up some here. So hey, I mean, uh, sky's the limit, I guess.
0: Yeah. And, and bringing in all these uh, big time recruits, uh, they're going to play instantly because uh, Christian Bishop, by the way, transferred out to, to Texas. That was a big loss. Cause, but this is still a, a team that is unbelievably hard to read here. You got cock Brenner coming back. <laughs> uh, Cockbrenner. Brenner. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why that. Was I feel funny, like this is ahead. Beavis and Butthead, right? Just <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Cockbrenner, This guy played solid though. Now he's a big man. I think I would have said Cock Brenner, but <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you, you definitely went. Uh, whatever. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, look, they got a bunch of other freshmen. Uh, Arthur Kaluma, Ryan Neberd from Florida. Uh, Mason Miller, Trey Alexander, and and you mix them with Ryan Hawkins and Cockbrenner, and then Ratty Androv Kaskavili, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, let's let's not forget. I mean, this guy I don't know much about because McNeese State. Uh, look, uh, we were watching all the, we were betting on all these games, but uh, McNeese State, Keyshawn Fiesel. This guy averaged thirteen points, ten boards. He's got to be solid, but at, at that program, that conference, can he step up to the Big East and contribute? Nick, I understand their children, they're still trying to get someone, get some guys in the transfer portal. I think they still have a, a player or two they could grab, but this is one. This is the hardest team to read. I think it's harder than. I think it's even harder than St. John's.
1: Yeah, they're gonna be very young, um, and this is not the year for Creighton. know, uh, yeah, give them a pass. They've been. Look, they've been dancing for what, I don't know how many years in a row, but um, Greg McDermott has his program at a very nice place. And with that ki- that type of recruiting class, you know, that next year, the year after they're going to be legit, they lost a lot this year. Uh, some of the guys they're bring in, we're not too sure about, you know, and with these freshmen who knows if they're ready to make the immediate impact or not. So I'll say that Creighton actually misses out on the tournament this year, unless they can bring in some, some late transfers, which is always, always possible, but you know Uh, what man
0: is that they're always money at home. And I feel like last year they got hurt by not having fans. Yeah, sure. They, they could find themselves in the NCAA tournament just because they could really get some big time wins at home. If with fans back in there. Well, look last
1: year they were 22 and nine overall 14 and six in conference. They were, they, they finished second. To Villanova, I mean, you know, this program is legit. I just think this is a little bit of a down year. Um, and I, but when I say down year, I think they can be close to the bubble. I think eventually they'll miss out, uh, unless there's some roster, you know, movement that that is still to come, and we'll see how that shakes out. But as of right now, on you know June 3rd, uh, I'll say I'll say this is a rebuilding year for Creighton. It's a little bit of a down year with uh you know better years to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. We got one team left. And I got to say I'm kind of kind of picking them as my darlings to uh, really shock the Big East. And we're talking about the Butler Bulldogs and Laval Jordan's bunch. Um this team benefited. We talked about how these extra years of eligibility and why the big East uh, is retaining more than, than any other major conference. A lot of that has to do with the Butler bulldogs, bringing back three key players that could have, I mean, essentially had COVID not hit, they would not be here. Uh, And then you, their freshman guard, Chuck Harris, this guy, this guy was a baller last year. He can play Yeah, him and the other freshman guard miles Tate who contributed solid two in his freshman year. Uh, they're back. And then when you add in these, these three fifth year seniors now and Aaron Thompson, uh, Jared Bolden and uh, or Jair Bolden and, and, uh, and Bryce, I don't know. How, how do I say that guy's last name again? Neasy, right? Yeah, close enough. Neasy, but all three guys averaged double digits a season ago. Some of these guys were banged up. They, this whole team was banged up. And then Chuck Harris, you got to think his development and him and miles Tate, Nick, Talk me off this cliff. I think Butler's a tournament team next year.
1: I like Butler. I like what Laval is doing. Uh, you know, look, they got off to a slow start last year. Last year was a mess for them. They were they they had they were you know young, inexperienced to some degree, and in, in on certain parts of the team. Then, really, with injuries and with COVID, they got you know behind the eight ball pretty quick. But the end of the year, pretty good. I'll tell you, in, in the last five games, they beat Xavier, velanova Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. You know so this team is legit here they were they were better than their record indicated last year and if you're sleeping on Butler shame on you because this these guys are going to be pretty good this year and I agree they will be back in the tournament I like what Jordan is doing as a coach you mentioned all you know the roster here the starting five is legit I think uh I think Butler's gonna be good
0: yeah I'm telling you that's my sleeper uh, overall give me just a uh, a a what, what's, what's the pecking order. You think you're going to go, I know it's it's June. It's really hard. I know Villanova is probably our number one, right? Agreed. Our number two, I'm going to go with Xavier. Where, where do you, where are you going? Number two. All right. So
1: I hate to do it. I agree. I think Villanova, Xavier, Yukon are the top three. I'm going to put Butler in. Is that four? I'm gonna take St. John's for if champagne comes back. Butler five, Georgetown six, Seton Hall uh, uh Providence seven. No, no, hold on, Providence six, Georgetown seven, Seton Hall eight. I may be all out of whack here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think uh, the the Big East can get uh, you know six or seven schools into the dance here. I think it's going to be a good year in the big East as usual.
0: All right. Gun to my head. June 3rd, one Villanova, two Xavier, three Yukon, four Butler, five St. John's with champagne coming back six. I'm going Providence seven Seton hall, eight Georgetown, nine DePaul, 10 Marquette.
1: I like it. We're not too far off my friend. It could all change. If a
0: bunch of players, if, if <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: uh, stay tuned to the, make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause we're going to, we'll, we'll enlighten you as the transfers come in, but most of them are, are done. I feel like we're down to like just a select few, of player amount of players um, and, well, that, and that's why we're calling this the check in. Yeah. Don't exactly. worry.
1: We'll have the conference previews, the real ones, you know, leading up to the season a month or, you know, a few weeks beforehand. So there you go.
0: There you go right there. So subscribe to the College Basketball Experience if you didn't know if you've been living under a rock, uh me, Patty C, NC Nick, uh all three of us uh handicap every single college basketball Division 1 game. Been doing it for 4 years. Me, NC Nick, Patty C, we've been over 500 each year independently, also way over 500 on our locks. Uh we give you all of that for free on a spreadsheet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend because we'll be talking. College. It's, the, the ball never stops bouncing on the college basketball experience. Nick. I like That's this right. phrase I've been using. Uh, <laughs> so make sure you check it out. Subscribe. Look, it's a brand new feed. Come on. Get over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. We got a new logo and everything. So if you do that, take a screenshot of your review, tag me at the Colby D and I will enter you in a raffle to win a, uh, a, you're not really winning. It's, it's a rigged, it's a rigged raffle. I'll be honest. You're going to win a college experience t-shirt. You're going to have a brand new t-shirt to go around town. And, uh, I'm sure your wife will like you more. Your girlfriend will like you more, or that girl that you want to meet will like you more with the brand new t-shirt. So at the Colby D, give me a follow as well. Give NC Nick a follow at NCR. Underscore N I C K and give Patty C a follow at Patty C 831. We are the college basketball experience. So make sure you, you come on, give us all a follow and uh, check out the sports gambling podcast at the SGP network. Give them a follow and uh, yeah, um, check out the Slack channel and the brand new app for the sports gambling podcast. That's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, and what else do you want to say Nick let's ride off into the sunset we got more conferences coming soon
1: I, like it's only one day since the Coach K news and I'll just say
0: long live the goat there you go Long live Patrick Ewing this is what he's saying right <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right this is the college basketball experience Biggie's check-in you better start thinking about yours and we have.